One day I came to him I was so thirsty Axe for water, my throat was so dry. He gave me water like I've never dreamed of. But for this water, my Lord had to die. He said, I thirst, yet he made the river. He said, I thirst, yet he made the sea. I thirst, said the king of the ages. And in his great thirst, he to me. Now there's a river that flows as clear as crystal. And it flows from God's throne above. It's like a river that wells up inside of me bringing mercy and life's giving love he said I thirst yet he made the rivers he said I thirst yet he made the sea I thirst said the king of the ages and in his great thirst he brought water to me I thirst said the king of the ages and in his great thirst, he brought water to me. Oh, yeah. The water that you and I drink, he died for. The water that you and I drink, when we drink at the well of life, when, when, when we're in the presence of Almighty God in the church service, we buck, we shake, we sling snot. We have a hoop a lot. Thank God for that. I believe in all that. I do. I, thank God for it. But when it's reduced to that, we're in trouble. When it's reduced to that, we're in trouble. The disciples, one of the disciples' mother came to Jesus. Where I put my Bible? I lost my Bible. I preach you without a Bible. That makes sense. Matthew chapter 20. Matthew chapter 20. We're going to, I'm probably going to 
It'll take a while for me to minister this, but if I lose you, I can't rush. Because if I, I'm not trying to preach three months. I, I, I was joking that I'm going to try to preach three months and hold you up for three months. That's not what I meant. I meant that it, this took me three months for God to speak to me. I said it took three months to where I could grab a hold of what Jesus was telling the pastor to get a hold of what the price that was paid. And it started with one scripture, but this ain't it. But this scripture came out for me as I was coming down here. Matthew chapter 20. How many of you are hungering and thirst after righteousness? Remember that now. Remember you, now you said it. I didn't. I just asked the question. You said you're hungering and thirsting after righteousness. How many of you want to be like Jesus? Be more like him. Okay. That's all I want to know. They came to, in Matthew chapter 20, verse 20. Then came to him the mother of Zebedee's children with her sons, worshiping and desiring a certain, I said that, I want you to notice, how I want you to notice what it says. Did you hear what it said? He said, with, the son, with her sons worshiping and desiring. We come worshiping and we come desiring in the house of God, don't we? We want God to do something for us. We want to be more like him. Come on, yes, sir. And so should we as Christians. Yeah. Certain things of him. And, and he said unto and, and, and he said unto her, what shall, thou, thou, what shall thou? She saith unto him, Grant that thou, my two sons, may sit thou on the, right hand, on the right hand and on the left hand in thy kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You know not. You know a lot of times we ask him to be like him and we don't even know what we're really asking? No, sir. Come on. Yeah. We don't even realize what we're really asking. Mm-hmm. Good, pr- pretty words. Everybody's wrong. Oh, they want to be like Jesus. Yeah. You heard that they want to be. They just want to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Nothing wrong with that. But there's a price. Yeah. Oh, yes, I said there's a price. Yeah. It's gonna cost you. Yes, well, Jesus paid it all. He did. The victory was paid. The victory was won. I said the victory was won at Calvary. I said the victory was won at Calvary. But you and I is going to have to enforce it. Sit there and you whine. The devil's all, like Brother Mike said, we give more glory to the devil. Y'all remember Brother Mike saying that? He said, y'all sit there and y'all praise the devil all week long more than y'all praise God. He said, the devil's been on my heel all week long. Bless his holy name. (laughs) And I thought about it. That's the truth. I wake up and the devil's always in my front door. You ain't got to open the door and let him in. Nope. Nope. And uh, if you submit to God, uh-huh. I said submit to God. Yeah. We like to, you know, you see people with scriptures on our refrigerator, submit to God and resist the devil. They don't like, that. They don't like the first part. They like, they like the two parts, resist the devil and he'll flee. Well, there were some people who tried to cast devils out of an individual and they ran, they ran away naked too. Tore all their clothes off of them. We adjure you and the one that Paul preaches of. Come out of him. And the devil ripped, ripped them. They, left, they, ran, they ran away naked. I, I adjure you in the name of Jesus. The one that Paul talked about. And you, 
All right. Go ahead and play the religious games with the devils. You'll find out what you're going to be made of. Let me tell you, you better, you better not know about Jesus. You better know Jesus. You better know him. Know him. But they said, are you able to drink? I want you to hit That's what tying up with the song that we just sang this morning. I thirst, said the king of the ages. In his great thirst, he brought water to me. And he said, are you able to drink? Wait a minute, let me back up. Are you able to drink of the cup that I shall drink and, of the, and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with and this unto him? We are able. He said, and he said, that's good. He said, but guess what? You're going to. Now, you see, we read the Bible like it's Reader's Digest sometimes, like it's, like it's a storybook. I think you need to read to read the Bible. Paul was crucified. Up, I mean, Paul was uh, stoned. Peter was crucified upside down. They had to run and hide to have church. Mm-hmm. And also Ananias and Sapphire died in the first, one of the first meetings when they lied to the Holy Ghost. Remember that. You want more of God? You can have it. If you're hungering and thirsting, but first of all, we got to take a trip in the Word of God for us to understand the price that Jesus paid. It's recorded in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the crucifixion, that day of Calvary. And when I preached it, I'm not going to go there this morning because it's lengthy. I literally went through Jesus' journey as a man on earth. And you can look at whenever they... they, Do you know in Isaiah 53, when when it talks about Jesus, he said he wasn't a man to be desired. He He wasn't a... Uh, 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 a TV preacher with a dollar two ninety eight suit. Everybody just thought he was God's man of the hour. He wasn't something spectacular. It wasn't nothing to really to desire. But I want you to understand as we go through this why you ha- you have to listen. Get your mind set on God and don't try to follow. I, I, I'm trying to be. The, I'm trying not to be the pastor here. I'm trying. <laughs> don't quote scripture we've been trying to like you know the scripture just listen just listen you know the scripture thank God hallelujah but don't think you know what you, what's fixing to be said when you don't know what's fixing to be said amen he says a rebuke yeah that's what it is uh, I'm glad you caught that <laughs> you know Jesus no, went through, and there's nothing. Everybody in here goes through something. Wake up in the morning, you face a real world. Mm-hmm. You walk through that door, we've worshiped God this morning, God's going to meet you in the message, and if you submit yourself to that message, when you walk through that door, the same devil that was fighting you this week is going to be standing probably outside right at the door. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a chance. You're going to do two things. You're going to shake his hand and let's go, Mr. Devil. Come on with me. Are you, are, you going, are you going to say, get deep behind me, Satan? You got two choices to make. How you doing, Mr. Devil? Or get deep behind me, Satan. I said, Jesus 
go through the, I'm not going to go through the, through the temptations. Jesus is tempted. Read. Go home. Take these teachings. Go in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And read what Jesus, as he walked as a, the, he was very much man, and he was very much God. But for us to identify with him, we have to remember he was a man. Because if he wasn't a man, then we cannot identify with him. And he can't identify with you and I. He knows what it is to be tempted. He knows what it is to fight the battle of sickness. Because he took every sickness from Genesis to the end of time. He bore upon him the sickness of us all. There's not a disease ever been. Man don't create disease. They just name and put long names like that and we believe it's true. And all it is is we got a pinched nerve. But brother Corey told me some some sacrilegious something. I don't know what that was. He's some kind of some kind of nerve or something. I don't know what that was. I, I don't care either. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be mean. But I, I don't know. I, it hurts. I know it hurts. You know, you know, pain hurts. You know the Bible says, if any any of you are sick, let him call for the elders of the church, anoint him with all, pray the prayer of faith, and if he's committed sins, he shall forgive him. The, pre- the preacher don't forgive your sins. That's not what that scripture means. It means if there's sin in your life, you better get rid of it so God can heal you. Oh, yes, sir. That's what it's saying. Deal with it. That's what it's talking about. Yes, sir. The Bible says confess your faults one to another. You know, my brother-in-law asked me, well, I've been, I've been preaching since, <laughs> since I come down here. And he said, y'all having a revival meeting? I said, <laughs> I said, yeah, revival meeting sounds good. And yeah, we do want revival. I said, but to put revival on a church sign, that revival meeting, I said, we don't know. We, we can't put revival meeting on that sign till after the meeting. <laughs> after the meeting, then we'll know if we had a revival. If sister so-and-so, I'll just use, sister so-and-so bucks and shakes and slings a guitar and plays and she bucks and cuts all kinds of conniption fits in here and has a, a hoopla and then she turned around, she came and talked to sister so-and-so. Then we ain't had no revival. You ain't had no revival. How do you know if a person, let me tell you what a revival is. Let me tell you. Remember the first revival you ever been to? Can you remember the first revival you ever been to? No, 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 no. Yep, yep. Don't jump the gun on me. Everybody had their own personal revival when you came to Calvary. That was the first revival meeting you ever went to. When you came to Calvary. And you know how, I, you, know how you knew a revival took place? Because old things were passed away. All things became new. People that you hated, you loved. I used to fight. I was a fighter. I fought in them ballrooms. When I got born again, I was calling people on the phone, telling them I was sorry. I preached a message at one of my niece's funerals. <laughs> I was telling the story. And a man was sitting in the, in, in the in the funeral home, and I used Henderson was my, my hang around place. I, I hung around Henderson all my life as a as a devil. As, devil hung around with devils. I mean, I just I was, you know. <laughs> and and so I'd fight. I, I was a fighter. I'd fight at the drop of a hat. And I told him I told the story, and he come up to me after after the funeral. He said, he said, uh, brother Perry. He said, you don't know. I said, no, I sure don't. He said, you don't remember me. I said, nope, don't remember you. He said, uh, well, me and you fought. 
I said, we did. I said, who won? <laughs> I, 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 to, I wanted to break that ice, you know. I didn't want to. I, just, I, said, I, said, I said, well, I said, I'm sorry. I said, please forgive me. I said, I'm sorry I did that. I said, I was a devil. He said, well, please forgive me. I said, you're right with God? He said, I, he said no. I said, but I, said, I forgive you. I said, but you, it's not my forgiveness you need. I said, you need Jesus' forgiveness. You need to get right with God. So what I'm trying to say is, my friend, the first revival meeting you ever went to in your life was when you came to Calvary. You know why? You, you, were, you went from dead to alive. That's what a revival is. When the, we, say we call it a revival meeting. And that's nothing wrong with that. We mean well by all that. We mean well by that. But I'm going to tell you, we can call it what we can put revival all we want. But if Sister So is on the piano, meeting on the piano, and she's having her, I mean, she's having her high all the time, and praise God for all that. But if she gets up that piano, and when she walks over, and she came and shake hands with Sister So-and-so, or, or she came and get along with her own husband, y'all want to preach to y'all? Come on. You ain't had no revival. You had an emotional hoopla. That's all you had. That's all you had was an emotional hoopla. Whenever you, the Bible commands us to love one another. And if you love one another, you can talk to one another. And if you're having trouble with somebody in this church, you may tell you the victory is Calvary. If you're having trouble with somebody in the community, you may, you may tell you the victory to that, it's Calvary. You may tell you, you haven't, somebody's your enemy, you want, you want victory to it? Calvary. You want to me tell you how you defeat being hurt? Start praying for people that hate you. Pray for them. I, and if I said, that's hard. I didn't say it was going to be easy. I said, you, you may, what did Joshua say? Make your decision who you're going to serve. He said, but ask for me in my house. I choose. God's not going to make you do it. If you're waiting for God to snatch you off of your chair and drag you to this altar, and that you're going to pray through because Jesus drug you up there. I said, that's, that, that's a bunch of, yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to choose to do what's right. Choose to love, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. Get rid of your thinking. Stop Trying to walk your Christian walk with your own stupid thinking. That's, your, that's why you're in the condition you get in and you backslide and, and you wind up in a mess because you start, you start thinking. In all your ways, acknowledge him. I believe in Jesus. That's not what that acknowledge. I don't mean to acknowledge him believe that you believe in Jesus. Acknowledge him is like whenever you know a man is leading you and guiding you on a trip and you acknowledge he's the God and you know he knows the way to go and when you see him walk away, you follow him because you know he knows the way. Saying, I believe he knows the way, but I ain't following him. I'm liable to get lost. That's that leaning to you on this understanding. Y'all can look at me like the way y'all want. That's up to y'all, but it's either amen, I-A-R, one of the two. It's one of the two, but it's the truth. All right. Now that I've said my, huh, I-A-R, the Bible says, they shall know that you are my disciples by the way you hate one another and can't stand one another. Nope. He said, they'll know that you... Let me tell you, have, have you ever had problems with people that you couldn't, couldn't face and couldn't, couldn't get in contact with and didn't want to have them around? Yes. Yes. 
to my shame. I said, to my shame. Horrible, wicked. I had to admit what it was so I could get the victory. And the way I got the victory, I found me a place and I started praying. And then when I started praying, I started realizing, oh my God, that individual dies in that condition, they're going to go to hell. And if I don't get rid of this thing, because if you don't forgive, the Bible says you will not be forgiven. And so I have to find that place, fall on my face, and I started praying for that individual. Next time I saw that individual, I could look him in the face and say, love you, kid. I, I don't have nothing against you. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just picking on you. I love you. No, I'm, seriously, I do. I pray for everybody in this church by name. You know, I was watching, was that little video we watched? This man went visiting somebody in the hospital. You know, when I tell you, I pray for you. You know, the Bible says, all our lives are going to hell. And I don't want you to answer. Don't answer. You're in the house of God. Don't even answer outside. Because God still hears you. How many of you pray for your enemy? How many of you even pray for your pastor? How many? I, I, I didn't say say prayers. I didn't say say prayers. I prayed when I was a Catholic, but now I pray. You know, you know what, what's prayer, Josiah? What's prayer? No, what's prayer? Communion with God. You know, a husband and a wife, they get married. You know, you got saved. You start that walk. You know, husband and married people get married. And everybody, two or three, they go and they shake hands with each other. Sure, the marriage license. So I'm glad you're my wife. I'm glad you're my husband. Walk on. How long do you think that marriage is going to last? How, how, what kind of communion is that? How many of you that's ever been married and at the time? I can tell you, listen. I was a devil. But I can tell you, I loved my wife when we got saved. But I loved her more than I've ever I loved her. Okay. Love her now more than I've ever loved her. But you know what it took? It took time. It took a relationship. It took a communion. And if you hang around with us long enough, you listen to her talk and you listen to me talk, she asked Papi's husband. And that's and uh, Papi's husband. And uh, help me out. <laughs> In other words, when you see one, you're going you're going you you're going you're going to be able to tell. <laughs> You're going to be able to tell. That was a, that, that was a <laughs> You're going to be able to tell that we've been together. Amen? You've got to know that we've been communing. Not living together. Just in the same house. Enduring one another. Because we don't want to get divorced. Because divorce, God hates divorce. But we're going to stay together. I'm talking about... I'm talking about communion. And you commune with your wife. I'm going to tell you, you commune with your wife. And I'm not trying to be nasty in a way. The next thing you know, you have children. You have fruit. Fruit comes. Because you're spending time with one another. You spend time with God. You spend time with God. The next thing you're going to have, fruit in your life but it's going to cost you 
I ain't even got to the message yet. Aren't you all glad? I said, I ain't even got to the message yet. I'm just trying. I'm breaking the ice right now. You sp- but it's going to cost. Now, see, this is all possible for anyone in here. And listen to me, I do not count myself to have arrived and that I can't go anymore. Matter of fact, sometimes I think I'm just getting saved. It feels like sometimes I'm just really starting to understand God. After how many years? 44 years. It don't happen. Salvation, yeah. You get born again, go to Calvary, get washed in the blood, he forgives you, and you drop dead, you go to heaven. That's fine. But now, there's a walk to a price to pay. Oh, Jesus. How many times I knelt to these altars before we even had these altars? There was other altars here. How many times I knelt to that altar where God used me? God, use me. God, talk to me. Oh, God, I want to be more like you. Oh, Jesus, I want to be more like you. In my young, my my, uh, 20s, I guess. But I didn't know how much it was going to cost. There you go. Come on, Pastor. It cost to get what I was asking for. It cost me. It cost me my feelings. It cost me my friends. It cost me my family. It cost. It cost. A lot of heartache, a lot of pain. And now that I go back and I, I look at it, it was all paid for. Dearly. 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 And that's how this message was born that we're fixing to hear this morning. He said, well, I thought this was the message. I, I didn't say it was the message. Y'all did. I never, <laughs> you know, I never said this was the message. And by the way, a lot of things gives birth in message. That song that I just sang, I thirst. I preached out of Matthew, Mark, Luke. Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But how I done it, I don't know. I left out John. I didn't go to John. And just before my, my brother died, Brother James, that song, Brother Hope brought me that song. And uh, she said, Dad, I got a song I want you to hear. And, boy, she played that song. I just, you just heard me sing. I said, oh, wow. And I, and I sang it, and I sang it. Yes, and, of course, I'm not going to sing. Nine out of ten, I'm not going to sing a song if I can't find scripture. I am, if it's, if it's unscriptural, I don't want to have nothing to do with it. And so I said, well, I said, I got to find this thing. You know, it's in the book of John. Two words. I thirst. But all I did was preach out of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and Matthew, Mark, and Matthew, Mark, and Luke, where you have, I'm going to read one. I'm not going to go through all this. I'm trying to. I don't want to weary you, but I'm hoping you still have ears to hear. I'm hoping you still have ears. I hope I haven't lost you. And I used to always say, he that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. And I said, everybody got ears, and, and that is true. But for some reason, I just pulled up the word ear. It don't exactly mean this ear. It means 
He that has understanding. Have you ever told somebody, do you hear me? And they say, yeah, I hear you. I understand. He say, I hear you. Or you say, I understand. That's what's being said. See, once you hear and you tell the preacher, or you, you, see, you, you might say, we, you might say well, I understand. That's fine. I'm not your judge. I'm not God. But once you listen to a message and you realize this is the word of God and you say, I hear, I understand, now you're accountable. And you're not getting away from it. Even if you go to hell, you're going to have to answer for telling God you understood. He that has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying unto the church. And I, so I, that, that, that was just powerful to me. There was, there was thieves also, Matthew 27, 44. I was trying not to read scripture because if, if I was to really read all the scripture I want, it, uh, we'd be three months. Because I spent time, because you're gonna, I'm going to bring you to the point that really caught my attention. The awesome price that was paid. Oh, my Lord. I said, Jesus, there's nothing. If you don't realize it's the man Christ Jesus that was in that garden that day when he was praying and he prayed so earnestly that blood was coming from his brow, from his body. He was sweating great drops of blood because he was in such agony. He was in such despair, such grief, such pain. And he, the man Christ Jesus, said this, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup passing me. The man Christ Jesus at that moment in time was really not wanting to go all the way. Yes, sir. Come on, Come on. But then he looked forward and he saw Lenny. Yeah. And he looked forward and he saw everybody sitting right here. He looked forward and backwards and he looked back. See the Old Testament saints, they looked forward to Christ. You and I looked back to Christ. The Old Testament saints, my friend, they were looking for the coming Messiah. Mm -hmm. We look back to the Messiah. Mm -hmm. yes, sir. And so when he was on that cross, before he went to that cross, he realized that he had to go. Because if he didn't go, you wouldn't be sitting here. Oh, Lord. I know where I, I, I'd be in hell. I'd still, I'd still be, I'd be dead. I'd just be dead. I know that. When a man drive, when a man was like me that used to honky tonk in Henderson, and I'd wake up in the morning and go outside and see if my car was there. I wonder who brought me home. Did I forget did I drive my car home? Did somebody And just like the Bible says, when you when you when you're a devil, when you like that, you drink, you drunk, you drunk, you're so drunk you can't even find your steering wheel, you don't even know where the car's at, and then I'll be doggone, you wake up, you go do it again. Go out there and do it. I probably, all of a sudden I started, I, I'm just telling you a true story. I mean, I was coming back to the lake and that, that, that night and woke up. I saw all the mud on my car. I said, what in the world? What did I do? I said, I hope I didn't kill nobody. <laughs> and I, I started trying to wake up from my drunken stupor. I said, 
Oh, I hugged a hurricane fence all the way by the wild edge, all the way down to the lake. I said, that's what happened. I, I, remember, I, started, I started remembering the hurricane fence line. I said, uh-huh. So let me tell you, you're not, did I tell you I was glad to be saved? I got born again. I said, I got born again. I didn't join a church. I didn't get baptized and, 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 and somebody made me feel better. I got born again on the side of my wife at the age of 24, calling upon, call upon Jesus. No preacher shook my hand. Nobody led me in his prayer. But I'll tell you, I didn't know no Bible. But one thing I knew before I was fixing to pray that prayer, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I wasn't going to better live the same life. You, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't explain it to you. Like I couldn't, I wouldn't better say what I'm saying now. All I knew is, is to make this decision that I'm fixing to make, to accept Jesus, this Jesus, the Son of God. Heard, of him, heard about him all my life. Saw him on the crucifix all my life, but never knew him. All of a sudden, if I take him as my Lord and Savior, I can't live the way I used to live. I'm so glad. I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad I did. But, you know, I'm, st- I'm getting to the message. Just, just hold on. There was a price paid for that to take place. There was a price that was paid for that to happen. He said, well, God was just watching over you. Let me tell you, a lot of people mistake the mercy of God. And they attribute that to salvation. No, God was being merciful. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, Brother Coon was one of them. Because I I used to come and meet Lewis and all them over here. We all honky-tonk together. And when I got born again, Coon told me, he said, Pair, I've been praying for you. Pair, I've been praying for you. Pair, I've been praying for you. He said, I've been praying for you for a long time. But I wasn't saved. God was being merciful. God extended, God, till I got to the place, till I came to that same cross we're fixing to read about and realized what that Jesus did. And when I, I realized what he'd done for me. Now, I couldn't explain it then, but I just knew one thing. Oh, Jesus. I'm telling you, what I used to love, I hated. Mm-hmm. What, I, what I hated, I loved. Mm-hmm. I hated God. I fell in love with him. Yeah. I was a God hater. You can't say you love God and don't keep his commandments. No, sir. How are you going to tell me you love God? I love you, honey. I'm going whoring around. Whoring around. <laughs> I love you, baby, but I'm going to be my sweetheart. That's what, that's what you're telling God when you, whenever you say you love him and you go do your own thing. I love you, Jesus. But I'm going to fornicate with the world. Y'all quiet on me. There was a price paid for you and I to have this. And by the way, I'm going to give you a picture that, that after all of this teaching, this, this popped up from my thirst to this right here is just, I get a lot of, I get a lot of messages with songs because I love music. I've always loved music. But I get a lot of them that way. But I want, do you remember that there was two thieves that, was, that died with Jesus? How, you see, people would say, well, if I was to see Jesus and meet Jesus and see how he died, I would probably believe more. Nope. There was two thieves that hung on that cross with Jesus, and they both railed on him. 
Do you remember when you railed on God? Do you remember when you used God's name in vain? Do you remember? Now, you, you, you might have never been raised that way. I was raised every honky-tonk. Alan knows what I'm talking about. Every, I knew every, from, from Simone down to the white kitchen. Y'all, y'all, I know y'all. I'm trying to identify with y'all. Y'all stop acting like y'all, like, like y'all. <laughs> Who are you talking about? I don't know any places. You lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And y'all in it was whatever y'all had over there. Junior Stadio and all that bunch. And I love Junior Stadio was my friend, by the way. I, he would, I, I liked him. I, I, he, he became my friend. I got to know him. I'm just telling you. We had, we had Johnny Allen <laughs> and, yeah. and, uh, and Clint West. Yeah. Uh-huh. All that bunch. Come on. I'm just telling you. Come on. Come on. Just, but I'm, I'm telling you now. But guess what? I was on my way to hell. There was two thieves. You said, what has to do with two thieves? You'd go to church. <laughs> you did your little Easter duty. And, and if you wasn't a Catholic, let me tell you. Let me tell you something. If you think I'm talking just about the Catholic church, you're missing it. If you think I'm preaching to the Catholic church, you haven't missed it. I'm talking to you, and you ain't Catholic. No, that's right. Went to church, walked out of church, had an ink pack picking in the door. Go out honky tonking. Sit in church, speak in tongues, sling snot, and take off and do your own little thing. Gossip about the pastor. What do you, what do you think's worse? Belittling everybody in the church, gossiping about the pastor. Well, yeah, but drinking's worse. <laughs> y- 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 y'all still, y'all still want me to preach, huh? I ain't started preaching yet. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm breaking, I'm breaking ground. You got to, my friend, you got to remember, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Sin, and what is sin? The transgression of God's law. Mm-hmm. And whatsoever is not of faith. You want de- you, 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 people say, well, I, I don't think that's him. Well, that's fine. You have your right to think. I didn't tell you. you, you do, do what you want with this. That's, that's your choice. But you're going to have to, for, for me to listen to you, you're going to have to tell me what does the Bible say. What is the definition of Scripture in the Bible? What does the Bible say about sin? The transgression of the law is sin. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. To him to know it to do good and do it not to him it is sin. That covers a lot of territory, don't it? How do you that covers everything, don't you? Doesn't that cover everything? You, you, there's no hiding place. You have no hiding place. And what, you want the remedy? Let's go to it. You're guilty this morning? If you're guilty this morning, let me tell you the remedy. God did not love me more than he loved me. He said the biggest, I, I used to tell Mr. Sean, I said, the devil don't even go to New Orleans, it's so wicked. And I said, the devil don't even want to hang around me. The devil, then the devil I said, I, I believe I was so wicked, the devil didn't even hang around me. He, he, he didn't want to be corrupted. I was a devil. 
I'm not saying this for, for fun. I'm t- I, that's, how I, that's what I believe. That's, what I, that's how I saw myself. When I came to Calvary, when I came to the Lord Jesus Christ, when I saw who He was and who I was, my friend, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt how undone I was. I knew I needed a Savior. I knew I was on my way to hell, but I didn't realize the awesome price. Forty-something years? Forty-something years. Been reading. You know how long time I've read this scripture I'm fixing to read? Oh, hallelujah. There was two thieves, my friend. Both of them stood before salvation. Both of them stood before salvation. They both railed on him like you and I have done when we was lost. We railed on him. We mocked God. We mocked the things of God. And all of a sudden, this man Christ Jesus, who opened not his mouth, he didn't say nothing. And the other thief said, he, all of a sudden, the one thief on the right said, you're going to have to make a decision. Are you the one on the right or the one on the left? There's a song. I like that song. You're either the one on the right or the one on the left. And my friend, the one on the right, he really, he's, he's watching. Here's Jesus. Here's the thief looking at Jesus. And, he, and they're railing. If thou be the Christ. He, he, he said, but they talked about me. They talked about you. They called me a name. They did the preacher didn't shake my hand, that kind of stuff. He'd get mad at Jesus if he come to church and wouldn't shake your hand. Are y'all with me? That thief looks. And he's mocking, they're mocking, they all, if thou be the Christ, come down. And they're mocking him. And they're railing on your Savior. They're railing on your Jesus. They're railing on the, on the one who is, who was, the creator of the universe. They're mocking their creator. And then all of a sudden, I'm paraphrasing, and all of a sudden, he looks, and, he's, and, he's, and here, the dear Lamb of God, bleeding to death. He's bleeding to death. Jesus is, you think Jesus wanted to save one, not the other? He wanted to save both. I'm going to ask you which thief for you this morning. As I preach this message, you might not be a sinner. But if you are a sinner, you've got a choice to make. You can be the one on the right or you can be the one on the left. And if you're a Christian, what God, where God wants to bring you this morning, you're going to have a choice. You're going to submit as this thief did. And he looked at the cross and he looked at Jesus. And he's done, been beaten beyond recognition. He's been beaten and bruised. Wasn't even, didn't even look like a man anymore. And he looks at him. And he says, the same thing that I did and the same thing that you did when you got, so, when you got saved. He turned to him and he said, Lord. He recognized him as Lord. He had been hearing. I believe he had been here. Don't you agree? I think that thief already knew who Jesus was. But he had been going around doing nothing but good. Because he said, this man has done nothing. This man has done nothing to deserve what he's, what he's suffering. He's dead. We deserve. How many of you deserve what you get in your life? How, if you don't, you, you, gonna, you need Calvary bad. Let me tell you, I've sinned against people. I've hurt people. I deserve what I get what I've gotten for, for what I've done. But Jesus went about doing nothing but good. 
He did nothing but good. Nothing but good. And then he said, he, he, we deserve what we're getting. He said, but he's done nothing. He said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And then Jesus turned. He said, today you'll be with me in paradise. He didn't get baptized. No. Baptism, people hate that scripture. And people believe you've got to be baptized to be saved. I, I, I'm for baptism. No, no. I'm not again. I, 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 got, I, I, didn't, I got filled with the Holy Ghost before I was, even, before I was baptized. I didn't get, got baptized in the River Jordan, Lake Dotree, somewhere over there. <laughs> no, was it, was it across the lever, Sister Catholic? Across the lever. Oh, yeah. I, 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 don't tell me that wouldn't. It probably had water from Jordan there. The water comes, you know, all over. Got baptized years ago, years ago. But here we go. There were two thieves also which were crucified with him and cast the same in their teeth. They were railing on him. And from the sixth hour, um, uh, Matthew chapter 27, verse 44, and there were, thieves, there, was also, there were thieves also which were crucified with him and cast the same in their teeth. Now from the sixth hour, there was... Darkness over the, all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice. And he said this. This is how this message was born for me. He said, Eli, in, in, Luke, in Luke he said, Eloi, right here it says Eli. It's the same thing. That's what, so, that's what makes the Bible so beautiful. Eli, Eli la Sebastiana. That is to say, my God. My God. He's dying on the cross. From his birth, from his birth, from his birth, till he walked, till he, till he walked whenever he's in the temple, quoting all the scriptures. And he told, there was Mary and his daddy was looking for him. Joel was looking for him. He said, don't you know I was about my father's business? He came to the tomb of Lazarus. And he says, come forth. He said, and he prayed. He said, I'm not praying for me, Lord, because I know you hear me always. I know you always hear me, Lord, Father. I know you all. He said, I'm not praying for me. I know you hear me. I'm praying for those around me so they can know that the relationship that I have with you. But here, things change. He knows when you feel forsaken. He knows whenever you, how it feels to be sick. He knows what it is to be talked about and to mocked, to be mocked. Like I say, we deserve sometimes what we, what we reap, what the things that we sow in our life, we reap what we sow. But Jesus didn't. He, but he took everything that every human being ever walked planet earth, he took upon himself. But this right here struck me at a place that I, I, I haven't let go, and I'm not, I praise God, I'm not going to let go of it. At that moment in time, I've heard preachers through the years at Quarter Home, many revival meetings or camp meetings, whatever you want to call them. And they said, at that moment in time, when Jesus said that, it said the Father had to turn his face from him because he was bearing all the sins of the world. He was bearing all the sins of the world. And so the Father, who is holy, cannot look upon sin. And that separated the Lord Jesus Christ from the Father in a moment of time, a moment. Because Jesus would have never said this if this did not take place. He had to, in himself, he had to feel 
a separation, a forsaken, like God had left him. Like where he, he, he was so used to all his life to God, no matter where he was at, God met him. But now he's, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me, my God? Looking for him, couldn't find him. He was gone. And he gave up the ghost. And what you experienced here this morning, because you got to remember, Old Testament religion, and even some churches, it's only one man that can go talk to Jesus. In that Old Testament, the only one that could get into the Holy of Holies was the high priest once a year. Only once a year. And I want you to listen to me carefully. At that very moment, ain't it something? While Jesus was dying, that high priest was in there. He's offering the sacrifice. He's offering the blood. Only he could go in there. And that priest had a robe with a bell, a pomegranate. A bell, a pomegranate. And the tradition says the reason it was there is because they tied a rope around his ankle. And as long as them bells was ringing, they knew he was still alive. Because if that high priest went in there not right, he dropped dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want Lenny to go into the Holy of Holies? And if he ain't right, let him drop dead. <laughs> but I got news for you. When that veil, when he said, Eli, Eli, and Matthew is Eli, Eli and Luke is Eli, Eli, Sebastian, and Matthew is Eli, Eli. John doesn't record it that way. John records, I thirst. That's all John says. That's powerful. You need to think about this for a moment. And as this was happening, as he gave up the ghost, that, that temple, that veil of that temple where that high priest was behind, and he's offering that blood yes, at the exact same, I mean, I, I'm telling you, verbatim. I believe it was verbatim. I believe it was exactly the exact same time that he was fixing to kill, when he killed that lamb. Yes, sir, come on. The exact time he was killing that lamb, that bell ran. The Holy of Holies was exposed. You know why? Because the Holy of Holies walked in. Jesus went through that veil, and he went into the Holy of Holies, and he offered himself upon that altar. Then he turned around, and he said, whosoever will, let him come. There was a price paid for that. But you sit in church. You want the pastor to go through the veil? You want the preacher to pray through? Now, I'm going to try to preach you to a full message. Let me tell you, you're not going to have what Jesus is talking about till you enforce that victory. Jesus, all night praying, prayed in that garden, great drops, drops of blood. He would come back and he would cast out devils. But he had been all night praying. He spent time with the Father. I said he spent time with the Father. 
I didn't talk, I'm not talking about saying some religious prayer. I'm talking about praying. Communion. Communion is whenever you talk, and when you finish talking, you stop and you listen. Not you do all the talking. Listen to what God wants to tell you. Because I don't know if you know that. Isaiah 59 says this right here. He said, my hand's not too short. My ear's not too heavy that I can't hear you. He said, but your sins separate me and you. He said, I want to hear you. And I want to listen to you. But there's a wall between me and you. Aren't you glad this morning if that's where you had? It's not too late. You don't have to leave in that condition. There was a price paid. The same one that went through that veil had to suffer a separation for a moment of time, looking for, looking for the Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? How many of you, anyone ever turned their back on you in life? I'm not talking about God. I don't want to get it. First of all, if that's what you're thinking of and you're struggling with it, get right with God. Put that in an altar. Get right with God. Get under the blood. Let it get washed in the blood and get delivered and start praying one for another. I'm talking about people has forsaken you that you've done good to. That's Jesus. He went about doing nothing but good. He, but I tell you, my friend, he wasn't forsaken by an enemy. He was forsaken by his father. For a moment of time. Can you recognize this morning? You're going to have a choice to make. Them two thieves, both on each side of Jesus. One recognized who he was before he didn't. And all of a sudden, God, God's grant. The, 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 the uh, salvation was being, salvation was hanging on the cross. To whosoever will. All. All the way to 2022, whosoever will was hanging there. That one on the left rejected and died and went to hell. He was forsaken. Didn't do nothing wrong. But you know, that hurts to be forsaken. How about when you, you're talking to someone? I spend there and I yakety 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 and yakety and then he goes to talk and I walk away. Every time then he sees me, I go to talk and then after a while then he's gonna say, "Cause ain't no use talking to him. He won't listen." Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Yes, sir. How many of you have been guilty of doing that to people? Amen. That hurts. How many of you had it the other way around? And you did, did do all the talking, you turn around, and they're gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's a communion. I'm going somewhere. That's a communion. You sit there and you say your little prayers in the morning. As I lay me down to sleep at night, as I lay me down to sleep, I pray for my soul to keep us for no more. And, and that kind of prayer, and you, and you get up in the morning, Lord, keep it, let your angel come to bother me. And thank you, Jesus. And you walk on. And, and, and God, God wants to talk to you. God wants to talk to you. Did y'all know that? I'm switching from the sacrifice to prayer now. A communion. That's, that, that, that is what was paid for. What you experienced this morning as you sang these songs, 
He said, I thirst. John chapter 16. I want to read that and I'm going to continue. I'm not going to read all the rest. John 19, excuse me. If you read John 19, it's kind of like, where was John? He was at the cross, wasn't he? Why didn't he record that? Because he didn't. I don't have an answer for that. He just didn't do it. But he said something powerful. Jesus dies on the cross is the heading of mine. He said, after Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled. John 19 and 28. After this, Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. I believe. I've had some people come and say, what, do you believe, Brother Perry? I said, that's what I said in the pulpit. I wouldn't have said something I didn't believe. That's what I believe happened. Do you believe? That's he, yeah, I believe it was both a spiritual thirst and a physical thirst. I believe Jesus literally died at that moment in time. He would die because he would say, my God, my God. John's recording at the same. It's all happening at the same. He just doesn't record that part. But John says, I thirst. And he's thirsting for God. Because he, he said, Eli, 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 uh, Sebastian, my God, my God, was that forsaken me? Then he, he gave up the ghost. And you can read it. It all falls in place. And that's happening. Them two thieves are sitting there. They're, they're, this is all going on. With, they're there. And that's the one on the left still never accepted. And that can happen to you and I if we're not careful. And as he says, I thirst. I believe Jesus literally died of thirst. But when he died in thirst, he brought water to you. He died so you and I could drink. Yes, sir. He died so you and I could drink. Yes, sir. Come to church. We have an opportunity to get in a prayer closet to pray and see God's face. And we visit it. Every once in a while, we take a little sip of water. We take a little sip. And we don't realize that he died of thirst. Yes, sir. He died of thirst. So you and I could drink. And we go get a little sip. We, we, turn, we turn our little church into a Piccadilly. I don't like this. I don't feel like, I, I want Pepsi, not 7-Up. He died. Why would Jesus have that thirst if he wasn't thirsty? And right at that moment, after that, he dies. He died being thirsty. They picked up a a sponge with vinegar and gave it to him. And he drank that. The, before that, he didn't drink it because it was vinegar mixed with hyssop or it was mixed. He would not drink a mixture. He drank the vinegar, but he died. He died. The vinegar didn't help him. He died. He died of thirst. And the thing is, you got to remember, when he died, that soldier took that spear, stuck him in the side. I can still remember when I was a Catholic going to what you call the stations of the cross. And you got that place where that soldier sticks him and out come nothing but blood and water. But he was dead. He died. 
He died thirsting for God as a man, and he died of thirst physically. So he can identify. There's nothing, anybody in this building. That's why you got to remember, Jesus knows everything. Everything that you and I go through, he knows the feelings. He knows what it is to be rejected. He knows what it is to be cursed. He knows what it is to be blasphemed. He knows to be, he went around healing. They called him a devil. He did nothing but good, and they called him a devil. And when he hung on that cross, you want, more, you, you want to be more like Jesus? How many still wants to be more like Jesus? How many still, you see, I want to be like him? Well, when Jesus hung on that cross, when that, that cup, that, 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 they said, we, are you able to drink of that cup? He said, we're able. He said, you're going to drink of that cup. And this is what he said on that cross. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. You're going to have to drink that cup. You want to be a Christian? Oh, Jesus died. I don't have to. I'm covered in the blood. When you die and you stand before God, you find out. That's what you, that's what you want to hang on to. And, but, you, but there's no evidence. Let me tell you, whenever I got born again, it didn't take long for people to know that something happened to me. They, didn't take, they, knew, they knew something had happened. Uh, religion, I went crazy, uh, whatever. They did, they did. And they, all of a sudden, all my friends didn't have nothing to do with me. And that hurt. But guess what? Them, some of them friends, without being, not hurting anybody's feelings, in case you're one of them, <laughs> or you know somebody's one of them, that was, they weren't all exactly my friend. But some of them were very dear. Some of them were very close, close friends. Some of them were very close relatives. And it hurt when they didn't want me around anymore. And I got to the place I didn't want to be around no more. There's a price to pay. There's a cup to drink. You want to drink? You still, how many of you still want to be a Christian? Now, you, some of you is older in the Lord. But let me tell you, my friend, I'm going to ask you. We, we, we kind of closing. How's your prayer life? Don't tell me you pray. Don't tell me you pray. I didn't ask you if you prayed. I said, how's your prayer life? How's your communion with God? When's the last time you got in the prayer closet? And you talk to God, and God talk to you. Or are you too busy? You don't have that kind of time. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I got to work. No, you can't afford not to hear from God. Yes, sir. I heard Lenny asking about God show up. Everything we pray, the songs you sang. She, she, she said, I believe in one place, we don't realize what Jesus did for us. Ain't that something? I think God's saying something. Mm -hmm. I think God's talking to us, don't you? Mm -hmm. That's a price that was paid for. And I'm going to tell you, he didn't say take a sip. Nobody told you to take a sip of beer. You drank the crazy thing. You didn't go to a ballroom and become a sip, a sip, sipping drinker. You guzzled it. Someone had to tell you you had to drink. You just drank. Now we, 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 we sip, so... We, so we visit the church every once in a while. We come to church every once in a while. And I go to a prayer closet every once in a while. And you wonder why the devil beat you up. You wonder why you walk around defeated. No joy, no peace, no, no, no victory. Find your prayer closet. Sit at Jesus' feet 
Who is it? Mary and Martha. Yep. <coughs> I, I'm going to see it. I'm tired. No, I'm not. Martha. Is it Mary and Martha? Mary, uh, Mary. I'll tell you what. Aren't you all glad that I'm not perfect in that anyway? Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and Martha was. Is that right? Yeah. Martha. I don't, want, I don't want you all to tell me I, he's a dumb preacher. <laughs> but the other one was all busy. I'll, I'll cover that real easy. <laughs> the other one was all busy. Too busy. And she was not, let's say, she was not doing anything that was sinful. It wasn't sinful what she was doing. But Mary had chose the right thing. Martha, Martha, Martha. You're cumbered about much. He said, but she has chosen the things that are needed. Mm-hmm. And I'm tell you, guess what? And that can happen right sitting in a church. Now, I'm not telling you to shun your duties in a church. I'm not telling you to shun and do things that you need to do. But you better learn that all, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. You better, as you walk with God, you better start finding out, and that's what prayer is about. You see, how many of you realize that go to home church is not the body of Christ? It's part of the body. And how many of you know that in a body, there's parts? You're not, not if, if we had, if I was a pastor, you imagine what this would be like in this church. Nuthouse. It'd be a fist fight, I guarantee you that. God's called a pastor, and he's called some to scrub thought. Y'all don't like that, huh? How do you know God's called people to scrub thought? I scrubbed thought for three years, and I'd do it again. I looked at the preacher when I left. I said, let me tell you right now. Nobody wants to clean your toilets when I leave. Did you call me? And I, I was serious. You said you would? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And not to be sarcastic or to try to prove a point. I said, I'll come clean your toilets. Let me tell you what God did. Even, even in toilet ministry, even in my toilet ministry, God had to rebuke me. Oh, yes, in my toilet ministry, God rebuked me. <laughs> I'm sitting in, you know, let me tell you right now, you want to drink? Yeah, how many still want to drink? How many still, how many still want to be like Jesus? All right. I remember I've been church, you know, sitting in church, boy, I mean, I mean, I'm just a praying in the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues. Oh, man, Lord God, speak to me. Lord God, give me a word. God, give me a word. God, oh, Jesus. Oh. And Brother Barry, the tallest off. Uh, the tallest off door fell off. Oh, no, there wasn't no hallelujah. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I wasn't sanctified. I, I, God was bringing me to sanctification. I, I wasn't sanctified. I walked to that bathroom, and I loved that. And guess what? I was always talking to that. I loved the brother. I mean, he was a close friend, and, and I'd always talk to him and pray for him, and he, and he thought the world of me. And I, I went to the bathroom. I caught the stall. I put it against the wall, and I walked out. I never said one word. Shooby dooby, hooby dooby, whatever I did. God speak to me. He did. He said, What kind of witness was you to that man? 
He said, you showed him how, how, how holy you really are. I wanted, to be, I wanted a word. He gave me a word. Basically, he said, you just ain't nothing. You being a hypocrite. You want a word, but you want to better tell other people. He said, but I got a word for you. He said, you ain't dead yet. You need to die, boy. That was my toilet minister. That was my toilet ministry. Maybe some of you might need a toilet ministry. Ain't fun toilet ministry. I said, it's not fun. We all had toilet ministry. The whole family. Ain't fun. I said, it ain't fun. I'm not going to get in detail. It ain't fun. Y'all know what toilets are, huh? <laughs> you got to pray through to have a toilet ministry. You, you got to pray through. You have to. But guess what? I fail. I said I fail. Rather, I fail. I mean, that was, that, was a, that was sad. But you know what I did? After church that night, I found that brother, brother, uh, Brother PJ, I'll have any backslid today. And I went to PJ, I said, PJ, I'm sorry, man. I said, I was a bad witness. I said, I said, I'm not just, that's not Jesus what I did. I said, I'm I'm sorry, man. I said, forgive me. I went to the pastor, I told Brother David what I did. I said, Brother David, this is what I did. I'm sorry, man. I said, I was wrong, Brother David. I said, I shouldn't have done that. I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the brother close to God, trying to, trying to, to give him an example to follow. Boy, that was an example. That, that was, that was a real example. What I, what I showed him. But guess what? The reason that happened is for one reason and one reason only, because I was praying to be more like Jesus, and He let me see what wasn't like Him. He showed me where I needed to deal with things. He showed me, and all of a sudden the song, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me, and he gave himself for me. If victory was all in Jesus at the cross and we do nothing, that would have never been pinned to a paper. Come on, brother. You're going to have to die with him. Yeah. That's what he told him. That's what he told him, the, the, that woman and told him men. He said, Yo, you, want, you, want, you want to sit on the right hand and left hand? He said, I can't do that. That's my father's gift. He said, but I'll tell you what, if you want to, be, you want, want to walk with me, he said, can you drink of the cup? I'm going to ask you that this morning. Can you drink of the cup? That God's going to give you. Are you willing to be baptized with the baptism that he was baptized with? And they said, we're able. He said, you will. And they suffered. They fought battles, fought every devil of hell. But guess what? One day, one day in the book of Revelation, I'm switching to, I'm going to tell you all blessed. I'm getting, I'm preaching about four messages to y'all this morning. In the book of Revelation, 
John saw the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the world. And if he saw the Lamb of God that was slain, let me tell you, my friend, what you hear and hear and what you're going to see on Judgment Day, I believe when we see Jesus, them nail-scarred hands are still going to be there. You're going to see the price that was paid to get you through. You're going to see them feet. And I think you're still going to see the, the scars. I think you're going to see the, because it says the Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation. And I, John, saw when he saw him, I'm telling you, that's the Lamb he saw. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb that was slain upon a tree. By His stripes we are healed. By His blood we are sealed. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. It was told that He would come and a race He would run and it would end on an old rugged tree. Then they laid Him in the tomb. And then, the, 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 I'm forgetting some of the words. But the, and the power of God came in that room. Now He lives. He lives. We don't serve a dead Savior. He ain't on the cross no more. We don't serve a dead Savior. He ain't Buddha that's still in the ground. He, he, he's a living Savior. Because when John and them realized that all that hope was gone, he had then died. Everything, that Messiah, that King was gone. He had died. They put him in a tomb. With everything he told them what was going to happen, they still, that, that King of Kings died. Oh, but they ran to that tomb. When Mary got to that tomb, it was empty. And my friend, the Bible says right now for you and I, you're not where you're supposed to be. He's at the right hand of the Father right now. He paid that price that we just read. He was forsaken. He was beaten beyond recognition. By his stripes we are healed. He knows everything you're going through. He's waiting. He's forever, for he forever liveth. I said liveth, not dead. He forever liveth to make intercession for you and I, that you and I might have eternal life. And my friend, you know, I'm going to tell you right now, I get people upset. How many, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm always praying for Lenny's salvation. He said, well, Lenny's saved. I said, I pray for Lenny's salvation. I want you to pray for my salvation. I haven't crossed over yet. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about being in sin and justifying your sin, using the, using the blood as a life and the blood and the grace of God as a license to sin. I'm talking about my salvation. Because salvation ain't just forgiving me my sins. And my name's in the Lamb's book of life. And when I die, I go to heaven. I live on earth. I'm a man. I get sick. I fight, I fight every devil in hell just like you do. Sal salvation is to pay for everything that you and I need to be delivered from. I said sal that salvation wasn't that just to go to heaven. That salvation was to bring us through everything that you and I go through. If we was to come to him, he'll bring us right on through. But we're going to have to come to him. I said, you're going to have to come to him. It ain't going to happen because you know scripture. Let me tell you, there ain't no preacher. That, let me tell you, a sermon don't make a preacher. 
I said a sermon don't make a preacher. And a preacher is not born in a study, studying books. A preacher or a child of God is born in a prayer closet. That's where you. That's where you. You want to be more like Jesus? It ain't. Go, it ain't. Read, I love reading books. I, Ian Bounds beside the Bible. Ian Bounds. I'd encourage you to read Ian Bounds. It's one of the, my old pastor. He's quoted it for years. He quoted it for years. I better Mike quoted that thing and quoted that thing. When I got the book, I said, Now I know why he quoted it. My Lord, one, that's one of the best prayer books there is. They use you with prayer. It's just so awesome. And I'm gonna tell you, my friend, that's where a, a Christian is. How you got saved? How you, how, if you're saved, how did you get saved? You, you did what? Pray. How are you going to stay saved? Whenever you started communion with God when you got saved and he talked to you, why did you leave that? Wasn't it sweet whenever you first got saved to kneel at, to kneel at an altar in God? I can tell you, I can remember a time. I said, I Jerry yesterday. I remember I'm somewhere right here. I can still remember kneeling down at an old altar. And I remember everybody was praying everybody. I can tell when it was Brother Coon. I can tell when it was Brother Mike. I can tell when it was Brother Lenny. I just, I knew their voices. I knew the men of God. I knew, I knew when Brother uh, David would come. I, I knew I, Brother James Byrne. We had, we had, hallelujah, it was great. But I can remember being touched right here. And there was nobody in this church. Nobody put their hands on me. But somebody put their hands on me. I was kneeling right there. And I'm telling you. I, I felt that hand. And I moved. And I turned. And I thought I, I, thought I said. Brother Coon. Brother Coon. They all, nobody's praying on nobody. Everybody's at the altars. There was nobody praying on nobody. He said, that's just your imagination. Well, I got a good imagination. You believe, you, if that's what you believe, you go ahead and believe that. And I, I'm, I'm probably more than 9 out of 10. You'll never know what it is to really be touched by God in that way. But I'm going to tell you, God touched me. At that moment in my life, I needed that. I needed that at that moment in my life. There was something I was battling. I was, I was just trying to draw closer to God, and I needed strength, and I needed to hear from God. I, I thank God for the man of God praying for me. I thank God for Brother Coon and Brother Mike, but that's not what I wanted. I didn't want them to touch me. I wanted God to touch me. I wanted the hand of God upon me, and he met me, and he met me. Oh, yeah, he met me. And he'll do the same thing this morning. He'll do it this morning. If you don't know him, it's just as simple as here I am, Lord. I'm not right with God. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm not right with God. And I know if I die right now. Let me ask you a question. When that song, when I learned it, I'd been, I, was, I hadn't got it all the way because we was going to sing it at my watch tonight service. Fort Mexico. We're at number four messages now. I'm, not, I'm trying to get this song down packed that I just sang because we're going to sing it watch night service. I'm trying to learn it. But I started playing it. Then I started singing. If Jesus comes tomorrow to spend some time with you, would you answer all his questions? Or would you lie to hide the truth? Would it take a month of Sundays to tell him of your sins? If Jesus comes tomorrow, what then? What then? Now, that's it. I need to learn that song. I thirst. 
I'm, I'm, I got to get this thing down back. I don't want to get up there and, and call Mary and Martha and Mar- Martha Mary. I don't want to get up there and mess it up like I did for y'all. And I, I want to I be professional, you know. I want to get this thing right. And so I'm, I'm trying to get this thing going, you know. And, and I, I, I switched right back to that song. And I'd been praying for, about, for, for, for the service. I, I, hadn't, I didn't have nothing to preach. And I kept on singing that song. And you know, Hardhead finally listened. I finally, I, oh, okay. So I realized what God was telling me. So I, still, I, I preached on if Jesus was to come tomorrow, and I switched it over. If you die tonight, where would you spend eternity? 11.30 that night, I got a phone call. <coughs> When I saw Shannon fall over on that phone, I knew something was wrong. He said, uh, Brother Perry, he said, Dad is gone. He died. He said, Well, you think Brother James wasn't right? I don't, I'm, I'm not the Savior. But God didn't have me to preach what I preach for nothing. But guess what? I'm going to ask you a question. If your heart's fixed to start, stop beating and you're fixing to have whatever he had that caused him to go on, will you die like he died? Or are you going to die another way? Brother James, I finally got to talk to his wife. We went to visit her, prayed for her, been ministering. Matter of fact, I'm more accepted with the family now than I've ever been. Ain't that something? That is something. While he was on earth, we was, it wouldn't have nothing to do with me. Now I'm praying for him. And they're letting me pray for him. They're letting me preach to him. But she said, Brother Perry, she still called me Brother Perry. And believe it or not, even though she's not here, she still knows I'm a pastor. Because yeah, Andrew, I was your pastor. I said, if, I said, no, I still consider myself your pastor. And she said, I said, Sandra, I was talking, he said, Perry, I've got to tell you something. She said, what's that? Brother Perry said, when Albert was there, he needed a bathroom, and he couldn't go to the bathroom, so I'm trying to pick him up because he's so big I couldn't get him. And she said, I called Shannon to come help me. He said, before Shannon came, he was gone. He said, but while he was dying, he said, Perry, he was talking to Jesus. He was talking to Jesus. He didn't die in fear. He didn't die wondering if he was going to go. It wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a head belief to him. It was real. He, he knew he was dying because he, he, he came to church that morning. I said, how you feeling, Brother James? He said, I'm feeling good, Brother Perry. I had a horrible night. He said, I said, but he said, God touched me. Hallelujah, God touched me. And I said, you know, and he, I said, so I, I but I, and then, but then I, I was singing that song. He said, Brother Perry, said, sing that song that y'all just learned, that, that thirst thing. Sing that. Brother James, he said, what, what, uh, that, uh, that, uh, that, uh, he said, uh, that, uh, that, uh, when I got thirst in it, what that is? And he, I, he can never name us. He never knew a name of a song. Couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. Couldn't clap. He'd always making, he was always making hamburgers. He, he made hamburger like that. Brother James would take a hamburger, trying to help y'all out. Don't, don't lose the train of thought now. Stay with me. Brother James would take a, a pattern. And that's how you, you praise the Lord. I, 
Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let him have it. <laughs> you know, but so he said, back here, sing that song. So I sang it for him. I was on the piano. I sang it. Blah, blah, blah. We did our thing, and I preached that message. And I believe everybody, everybody, was in, everybody fell in the everybody. We all searched ourselves. What if death knocks tonight? What if death knocks before I walk out that door? What about if you never, well, how many, how many of you going to tell me, I'm, I'm going to close with this now. How many of know, you know you're going to make it home when you leave this church? Anybody can tell me you know you're going to make it home? Where will you be if you don't make it home? If death calls your number, if your number's called, are you trusting that you're here, go to home's church, because you sing songs in the church, because you pastor, because you preach? Do you really know him? Have you really got a prayer life? And if you don't, you can. And if you do have a prayer life, you're going to push harder. You're going to come. I want to be more and more like Jesus. I want to be more and more like him. If I stumble along the way, Lord, just pick me up. It's what I pray. I want to be more and more. I mean, this is a continual walk. If, I mean, the man Christ Jesus, who knew no sin, spent all nights in prayer. Why do you, do you and I think we can just get off with a wing and hide everything is a wing? And a, yeah, we, we just... And I, I don't want, I don't, Cora, I don't want you to misunderstand. How many of you, do you think that we're going to get away with just a little Hail Mary? A little act of contrition? A little, oh, I'm sorry. A little, just a little, a little prayer, and we call that praying. And right when God, can you walk away? God wants to talk to you. He's, you're, if you're born again, you're his child. He died, Jesus, everything that Jesus just, what we just read, he died so you could hear from him. Oh, but I'll go to church and let Brother Lenny do that. Let me tell you, Lenny can't save you. Lenny can't talk to God for you. And Lenny can't tell you what God needs to, you need to hear in your own walk with God. You need to have a prayer closet. You need to be hungering and thirsting after righteousness till you're filled. And then guess what? When you do that, you better turn around. You better come up to a brother and you better help him. So how are you going to tell somebody they need Jesus? How are you going to talk to somebody about Jesus and you ain't even spending time with Jesus? You want them to know Jesus, but you don't even spend time with Jesus. How are you going to bring somebody to the Father that you won't even spend time with? I'm going to tell you, I believe fixing the... You know my story when that, that I got punched in the street that night? That sodomite punched me? Preaching on the street one night, that sodomite had punched me. And I called him. I said, you're a sodomite. You're on your way to hell. Then you saw the video. And when I got home, God dealt with me. God started breaking me. So I got off the street for a moment. But I didn't know at that moment in time there was another young man on that street that night. He's a pastor of a church now. 
name's Brother Keith Dalton. That's how he came to God. He was there. And he was on the side of the Sodomite. <laughs> now he's pastoring the church. Because he called me. Y'all remember Brother Mike and I was pastoring on him for a little bit of space time? And he called me. He said, Brother Perry said, I got your name from Brother Keith Dalton. I mean, from Brother Timmy uh, Keaton. And I'm Brother Keith Dalton. I know you don't know who I am. He said, but I want to tell you, God told me I, I, I'm pastoring a little church. And it's been about three years. A few years. About two or three years. So he had been pastoring the church. And he said, uh, I was in prayer and I see God's will. And God told me, you, God told me to call you and tell you that you call that man. And the reason you're passing today is because whenever you was on that street that night is when I dealt with you. Now, I didn't know that. That was the furthest thing. But we went into prayer probably a few months ago. We, we, we get in there, we pray. Nothing but prayer. We don't play music. We, we, uh, a lot of time I use the unbounds. I use anything to do with prayer. Just, just prayer, pray, read, read the book, pray, see God, continue pressing in. And I, want, I was trying to pray through, and I'm, try, I'm trying to press in, and I'm trying to. Get, I'm, I, 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 I wanted, I, I wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to be not on the right hand or the left hand, but I wanted to be like him. I, I just wanted God to talk to me, and He did again. And guess He said, Daniel came to my mind. I said, Lord, uh, I forgot about that. He said, I said, Lord, put Daniel in my path. That's the one that punched me, the sodomite. I said, I said, Lord, put him back in my path. I want to meet him. We drive up at Home Depot, mm -hmm. and get, in the, get in, in the store. We're walking by. There's Daniel going across. I said, I didn't know. But he said, you know who that is? I said, no. He said, that's Daniel. Movie theater, Daniel? He said, yeah. But he disappeared on me. Went back that night praying. We pray every night. I'm praying again. I said, Lord, I, I want to talk to Daniel. I said, put him in my path. Go to Home Depot the next day again. Had to go to Home Depot. Bumper to bumper. There's Daniel. Right in front of me. I got out of the vehicle. I was going dumb, and he kept on. I said, he might be scared. He, might, he knows who I am. I said, he might think I'm trying to do something. I said, I said, Lord, I don't want to knock on his window, and he's going to think I want to beat him up or something, you know. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. I, was, I wasn't looking for an excuse, but I wanted to do it right. So we walking. I'm walking. I'm, I'm walking home there with my head hung. I said, Lord. I said, you put him in my path. Lord, I said, I got to talk to him. Turn around, he's right there. He's right there. I said, Daniel, he said, you know who I am? He said, oh, yeah, I know who you are. I said, I want to talk to you, Daniel. Can I got a moment? He said, yes, sir. Well, he didn't say yes, I don't know what he said. I said, Daniel, I'm sorry, man. Sorry? He said, sorry for what? He said, well, he said, remember that night on that street when, when you had punched me and everything and what I said? He said, you know how long ago that was? I said, yes, sir. I said, to you, it's long. I said, but to me, it was yesterday. I said, Daniel, I'm sorry. I didn't represent I should. I mean, what I told you was true, but I had the wrong spirit. I said, I shouldn't have done that. I apologize. And he got quiet on me. 
And I said, but Daniel, I'll be seeing you coming up. We're fixing to go back on the street, but right now we're in prayer. The reason I brought all this is right here, for you in prayer. This is what this is all about. All, when I tell you, there's a reason behind everything. And I said, I said, Daniel, I can't go preach on the street and tell you about God when I ain't spending time with God talking, about, talking to God about you. I said, I need to talk to God before I talk to God about you. I mean, I need to talk to God before I come try to tell you about God. I need to spend time with him and lift you up before him. I said, and he sat there and he just was froze. I said, you got right with God, Daniel? Yes. He said, he had a George Jones religion. Me and Jesus got our own thing going. <laughs> I said, no, I said, no, Daniel, don't work that way, buddy. I said, it's either the cross or hell. There's no other way. It's the cross or hell. He's all right, Perry. He's all right. He said, he said but I'll see y'all. And we went out there and preached. And there's Daniel waving in the window. I'm free. I said, I'm free from it. He's not saved. That's not my responsibility. God never asked me to save nobody. I'm not the Savior. I point man to the Savior. But no, if I can't point, you said, you need to get right with God, get in prayer, and you need to spend time with God so God can talk to you. And they'll turn around, all right, Lennon. Do you talk to God? Do you pray? Well, sometime. You think they're going to listen? No, sir. But I can look at you this morning. Now, I don't know your name, but when I lift up Court of Homes as a whole, but I can tell you right now, I lift up Teresa, I lift up Sister Kathy, I lift up Lord, I lift up Jeannie, I lift up Brother, I lift up Corey, I lift up Owen. Okay, Pamela, Kevin, his family, little Lord, little Jean, brother Alex, sister Ethel, by name, by name. Sister, I pray for you. Janice and Lenny, Boogie, Hannah, Lena, Isaac, his wife, Lawrence, by name. I'm not telling you this to brag. And no, if you, that's what you believe, then, you, then, then you, got, you need to find yourself a place to pray. And, then, and if you think I'm bragging, find yourself to play, pray so you can pray for me so I stop being so prideful. No, I love y'all. Before I came here, I sought God for this. And this is what God wanted us to hear. And I'm going to tell you, in this message here, God then spoke to me again, stuff that I, never, I, I didn't realize. God reveals some more truth to me in this message. I'm not talking about reading. I'm not talking about Reader's Digest. I'm talking about the Holy Word of God. I'm talking about the Holy. The Bible says that we're going to be forever learning. <laughs> How can you and I fathom the awesomeness and, the, and who Jesus is and what He's done? In the minute little bit of ability that God allowed me to have to present to you what I've said this morning, I believe I'm barely scratching the surface. But I pray that I've helped you. I pray that it's placed a hunger and a thirst for you to find you a place to get right with God. If you're not right, and if you're right with God, you're going to press harder. You're going to get more hunger and thirsty. How many of you, you don't eat just one meal a week. You know I don't. She's laughing about it, boy.
<laughs> you, don't, you can't live spiritually that way, can you? A visit to church on Sunday morning? Maybe a midweek? What kind of marriage that would be? You'd have that kind of marriage with your wife or, or a relationship with anybody. It's not a relationship. We, he made a way he, that veil was ripped from top to bottom that you can go into the Holy of Holies. And I guess what? If you get into the Holy of Holies and you spend time there, I said you get into the Holy of Holies and spend time there long enough, just stay there. Guess what's going to happen? The Holy of Holies get into you. And when you're going to walk out, people's going to know you've been there. Because you're going to walk up to somebody that just can't stand you, and you know they don't like you, and they ain't going to help. It's almost going to be like when Esau met Jacob. Jake, Esau was coming to kill Jacob. He said Esau was coming to kill Jacob. But when he got there, he hugged him. His, his, Esau wanted to kill him. But Jacob had been all night. He had been wrestling with God at a place called Jabbok. And my friend, all of a sudden, his thigh was jumped out of place. And his name was turned from Jacob to Israel. And when he met Esau, he didn't meet him as Jacob. He met him as, he, as Israel. His life was changed. And all his life, as Jacob had a limb. It wasn't to keep him so much humble. It was always to remind him. And so you and I, let's have a reminder this morning of the price that Jesus paid. See, God spoke to your heart, sister, when you said we don't realize what God's done. As a preacher, all them years, when I read that that night, by the time I go to church and I play songs and, and I started reading, I just was reading that. He did that for me. So he did that for me. He did that for you. He did that for you, Pam. He was forsaken by God for a moment of time. So you and I can understand what it is when we feel forsaken. We can call upon him and he will answer us. He will answer us. You can be for sure. It's not the will of God that any man should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. God sent his son into the world to save the world. But God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But that so loved the world. This is what the son of God faced. And he showed you his love this morning. And he's calling you into himself. Now which one are you going to be? The thief on the right? Or the thief on the left? It's offered to you. Yes, and as, I, as a pastor, I stand before God this morning wanting more of God and pressing towards him. So let us find us a place to pray. Amen. And if you need prayer, you need salvation, you need somebody to pray with you, we're here. I'm here. But I would tell you, I can pray with you and I can pray on you. But there's nothing like, I thank God when I got saved, I didn't, no preacher, no preacher led me in a sinner's prayer. I didn't join a church. I laid down on the, on the side of my wife at the age of 24. My marriage was over with. We were fixing to get a divorce. It was gone. It was finished. And I called upon Jesus. And he met me. 
on Bevtail Drive in San Martinville, Louisiana. I woke up the next morning and the trees were greener. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I woke up in a different world. I, I went to work, even the people that work said, what's wrong with you, Perry? I couldn't explain it. I get home, I'm all I could think about. I'd, I'd been in a honky tonk the weekend before, fighting with somebody, and I wanted to find him and tell him I was sorry. Weekend before, I wanted to beat him up. How many of you want that in your life? How many of you just? Let me tell you, nobody in this building is good enough to go to heaven. Your good works will never get you there. Your religion will never get you there. Go to home church will never get you there. Lenin can't get you there. You get saved by grace, you produce good works. But when you try to do good works, it's like taking the, the cart and pulling the horse. You, by you thinking you're getting by good works, it's like pulling, you take the horse and you put him back in, you pull the horse. Now, you get saved by grace, you're going to produce good works. Because if you're saved by grace and you're not producing good works, then you ain't been saved by grace. But if you're trying to produce good works, you'll never get the grace. Find yourself a place to pray. If you need prayer, I believe God's spoken. I know God has spoken to me, people. God has touched me. God has spoken to me. God has really, and I love everybody. Just, just find yourself a place to pray. Amen.